to another episode of Teaching Canada's History Podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Dawson, and in this special educator series, we're speaking with the finalists for the 2019 Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history and is an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to interpret and share the stories of the past. Today I'm joined by Sarah Dewey, a grade 7 teacher from Lehurst College in Kingston, Ontario. Thanks for joining me today, Sarah, and congratulations on being named a finalist for this year's award. Right. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. Great. So to begin, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your school and the students you teach? Well, I guess I'm uh, still relatively new to the profession. I've been teaching six years Um, The last five years, I've actually been teaching internationally um, in uh, Thailand, Bolivia, the UK, and uh, I just came back this year, Um, very happy to be back in Canada, Uh, and I found a position at Lee Hurst College, which is a fairly new private school here in Kingston, and um, had a lovely, bright, curious grade seven class that um, I look forward to teaching next year, too. Wonderful. It does seem like they are bright and engaged, judging by um, some of the work that we we got to see. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about um, this project in particular that you shared as part of the award application process and um, some of the work that the students did as part of it? Um, So this project was part of their um, unit about Canada's expansion out west after Confederation. And um, after looking at all the different events and people uh, that were impacted by it, uh, students were asked to create a memorial, either in form of a statue, painting, or song that showed the consequences of the expansion out west. And one of their jobs to do was um, focusing on the positive and negative aspects of the causes and consequences of the railway as it went out west. And um, in addition to planning and organizing and creating something that was original and different and memorable, uh, they then had to present it to the class. And uh, along with the presentation, they had to make sure they were explaining um, why they did what they did and what the impact they actually wanted to have on the audience when they viewed this memorial or song or painting. Um, and that's kind of the general gist of what this project was for. Wonderful. Can you take us a little bit through, just um, dig a little bit deeper into the project and tell us about some of the perspectives and sort of historical thinking concepts that were incorporated into the work and um, just some of the research, I guess, that the students did? So uh, for this one, uh, again, we were looking at um, the railroad workers' perspectives, the Chinese workers' perspective, First Nations, um, um, kind of negotiations with BC as they went out there. And so for uh, quite a few of that, we used different primary sources, so certain quotes from um, different groups um, out West. We also looked at the Indian Act uh, and pulled out certain segments of that and had an analysis of it. And again, just getting those different perspectives on it, they had to, um, again, come to some conclusions about um, 
kind of the so what and what the real implications of this expansion out west were. Um, we also um, used CBC's um, Canada expansion out west, a story of us, which helped give them some nice uh, visual details that helped fill in kind of the um, timeline of this whole expansion. And so are you able to sort of um, describe some of the conclusions and the products that they came up with? I believe some of the students, uh, they did some really great things. Um, I will, um, it was hard, I think, uh, and we kind of realized this halfway through the project, that it was a challenge to try and show the negative and positive impacts of the expansion out West at the same time. And some of the students also commented on it, that some of the memorials and uh, uh, paintings that were created, the more powerful ones, tended to be a little bit more biased towards showing the expansion in either more of the positive or negative light, it had a stronger impact to it. Um, so, for example, uh, we really tried focusing on details. So one student's project um, had, uh, it was focusing more about the First Nation perspective and Métis perspective on the expansion of the railroad out west. So they uh, were using symbolic colors um, by having black, red, and gray, and red for kind of telltale marks. Um, they had the railroad kind of encircling the group of First Nations, um, along with the bison in there. And they used some very nice uh, quotes, um, again, from primary sources that we'd studied in class. And they had it kind of circling around with the railway. Uh, some other students, um, they had the um, kind of the, a mountain range to represent uh, the Rockies. And inside, they had a light for the explosion that went on um, with a um, deceased uh, Chinese worker below it. But then with the focus of the ladder in the front with uh, First Nation climbing down the ladder and being forced down and a European climbing up it. So it was um, an interesting project where they, they really had to think about details um, in the planning process and think of it more on um, like having an emotional impact on the viewer, but also that symbolic way of telling uh, what happened as well on a more powerful level. So this can be, this is um, a very sort of rich look at this content and a little bit different than perhaps the traditional narrative of the railroad that I'm not sure if your students would have encountered before, um, coming into your classroom in grade seven in Ontario. Um, What do you think, how do you think this helps them in looking at history more broadly going forward in their future classes? I think, um, again, it was kind of, when we were talking about the railway, I'm like, how many people have gone on the railway? Uh, And again, a lot of people have used the railway, um, maybe not out West particularly. So I think um, particularly when we're we're looking at history and with with the age grade I'm, I'm working with, is I used a lot of primary sources like pictures as well. Um, the pictures of the bison skulls and um, uh, kind of that remnant being left behind. I touched a lot of students. Um, and it, again, a lot of them focused on that in their paper. So um, I think having kind of that visual element in telling, because we're very familiar with Ontario and um, that's kind of our home base, but out West is kind of... Um, even though we're all in Canada, it's still a foreign space for us. We're not quite exactly sure what it is. 
So I think uh, when we looked at history out there, it was also trying to give them a picture of what out West actually meant and what it looked like. Because it's very different to the landscape socially and physically to Canada or sorry, to Ontario. Um, so part of that was also kind of the learning curve with it. And um, again, looking at it from its historical roots to seeing where the railroad is today and kind of, um, again, we don't always think we see it as important as, as important and as like connective as it was 150 years ago. Um, but again, kind of relating to this idea of how we stay connected um, today in Canada through other means of transportation, I think kind of helps. Um, and it's a lesson they might keep thinking about is that um, the roots of what that train allowed still continue today, but in different forms of mediums. Yeah, absolutely. That That's really interesting. The sort of perspective you mentioned from Ontario um, and thinking about the country sort of as a whole and, and the impact of the railroad um, for sure would be really interesting for your students. Um, what do you think was um, sort of the most engaging part of this project for your students? What do you feel they really responded to or rose to the challenge of? I believe they, um, again, um, it was it's a more creative way of expressing your ideas uh, rather than a test or a written paper. So I think a lot of them, again, I tried to show different strands. So there was, um, again, you could do something more physical. Um, you could do a song and there was two really great original songs that came uh, with this project as well. Um, and some paintings as well. So again, being able to express themselves in um, an area that they feel a little bit more confident in, I think really came out um, and, some students' uh, work was definitely showed a different level of confidence and a different side to them that um, hadn't really had a chance to be seen yet. And I think they really, the thing that stood out for them and probably had the greatest impact on them would have been really looking at, it was really, I think, a reflective exercise and thinking about exactly how can I show my interpretation of everything that happened and how the small details within a memorial or a song, like the placement of a certain beat, the repetition of a word, the position of a hand or anything like that, they really had a, to think a little bit deeper about how they wanted to show that and then um, further on explain it. And I think that um, kind of inward reflection and analysis um, is something I, uh, they, they remembered and I hope they carry on in the future too. Wonderful. And Sarah, as a recently returned um, Canadian teacher, um, perhaps you've had to dig around for some new resources and content to um, dive back into the Canadian curriculum. So what are some of the, the tools and resources that you've looked at uh, over the past few years to help you with your teaching of history in the classroom? Well, I, um, I do like to do my own little bit of research, and I have my own texts from when I was in university that I like to kind of use myself. Uh, but I also happily uh, look at newspaper articles, um, uh, especially when we're looking at the reservation system and treaties and Indian Act. We definitely made modern-day connections with uh, newspaper articles um, from today or within the last 10 years. Um, I've also happily been using CBC, as I said, um, the story of Canada with the expansion. Um, and 
I've also used um, Zyglopedia. I mean, I guess uh, the uh, internet today gives you a plethora of resources that you can uh, go and have a check out with. For sure. Great. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to share about this project or about teaching Canadian history in general? I just think um, one thing that um, I liked about this project was um, how it was uh, a little bit more creative for the students to be able to show some more of that deeper historical thinking that goes along with it by thinking about the perspective, the historical significance and causes and changes um, and just being able to do it through a more creative manner rather than through kind of, um, I guess what you could say, traditional um, academic written word. And it really gave the uh, students a different voice and um, kind of strength and way of exploring some of these historical issues that can sometimes be harder to relate to. For sure. Great. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for taking the time to speak with us today and share more about your work. And thank you for all your fantastic work in the classroom. And congratulations again on being named a finalist for this year's award. Great. Thank you very much. 